Hello, Mrs. F1. Hello, Mr. F1. This is weird. You're right next to me. It is strange. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, for the first time in multiple episodes, we're in the same room and not even just in the same room. We're right next to each other. It's weird talking to computer, talking <laughs> to her. I don't know. It's so weird, but we are together again. Um, I think it's only fitting for the last race of the season. Uh, so much to talk about, even though I don't think the race was that exciting, no. actually. Uh, but let's get right into things. The race, I don't know. When you actually look back at the races we've had at this track, it's historically not been that exciting. I think last year, the only exception, the race was pretty boring up until the very end. Yeah, and it was it was created excitement. Yes. It wasn't true excitement. <laughs> yeah, but this track doesn't usually generate that much excitement, and especially coming off of Brazil, which is just jam-packed yeah. of drama and excitement. Um, it was kind of difficult. I would say the two things to call out. Um, obviously going into this race, Checo and Charles were tied for second in the constructors championship. Um, and Charles was able to hold on to that and yeah. came out with those points and locked in second place in the championship for him. It was a little exciting at the end. I thought for sure Checo might catch up to him, but mm -hmm. I just think, um, earlier when he needed to catch up, it just, he didn't have the pace to do it. I think at the end he was 1.4 seconds off. Charles had he had three more laps he he probably would have got him yeah probably mm -hmm. um but I really was like crossing my fingers and toes at the end there I was like please don't like just let him have well I think with that your top four is correct remember two episodes ago really we had I said that Checo was going to finish above Charles but I think we both had Lewis p5 and he didn't finish p5 so he are you finished. saying I was right no. You yes, I you was. Didn't get, you didn't get all five of them. Oh my God, I got close you got though. The top four. You were better than me. Okay. You got the top four. Top four. So now that I can hold on to that for the rest of my life, <laughs> um, that was a little bit of an excitement at the end there. Also, Lewis DNFing. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly can't think of a time Lewis had a mechanical DNF since you and I have been watching Formula. No, World. well, it was their first mechanical DNF this entire season. And I mean, I think him launching himself off the off the sausage curbs in the very beginning of the race yeah, didn't um, definitely didn't help. It was a hydraulics issue, and he eventually just had to go off the track. Um, that ended his last race for, frankly, a pretty horrible season for him. Yeah. Like I said in, in our last episode, he is the worst of the top six in terms of points. No, <laughs> yeah. seriously. I mean, he was, you know, yes, the Mercedes was lagging at the beginning of the year, and mm -hmm. it couldn't keep up with you know, with the, the Ferraris and the, and the Red Bulls, but look where George ended up. Just right? I wow. Mean, I mean, so, so I think it says a lot. It's, it's interesting. You you have to wonder if it's like a passing of the torch, you know, yeah. George, George showed that he can outscore Lewis Hamilton. And that's. Yeah, impressive. that is impressive, especially when it's your first year mm -hmm. in the team, you definitely showed your worth. And I mean, frankly, he carried that team into where it was, at the end of this year, yeah. um, obviously Ferrari and Mercedes in the constructors championships and points wise, we're still relatively close. Oh, yeah. um, so if George and Lewis were able to pull off what they did in Brazil, they maybe could have surpassed Ferrari. But obviously that didn't happen with Lewis DNFing. George mm -hmm. had a pretty decent race. Mm -hmm. Mr. Consistency as always. Um, but yeah, kind of 
a bummer, just like a really bad way for Lewis to end a really yeah. bad season. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see him next year. I would think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder because he's so used to winning. He had a championship pretty much taken away. Mm-hmm. And then he had a year where, I mean, he was, wasn't even in it. Yeah. And at yeah. no point did it ever look, I mean, he, he didn't win. It's the first season in 13 years yeah. or something like that, that he hasn't won a race. That's pretty crazy. That's, that's wild to think about. So yeah, you have to think he'll come back with a vengeance. Yeah. Next season. I saw Toto said that they're actually going to take this car and put it in the lobby of the facility to remind them of like, I did hear that nothing comes easy and all the hard work they need to put in every single day. Um, I don't think Lewis will be adding this car to his own personal collection. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, there really wasn't much besides there was just like a little contact between Mick Schumacher and um, Nicholas Latifi. And when I saw it happen, I thought, Oh no, not again. Are we going to have a 2021 scenario mm-hmm. again? Um, but at, in reality, um, it was Mick's fault. I mean, he did kind of tap the back of Nicholas yeah. Latifi's car, even yeah. though you could, I guess you could argue Latifi was moving a little slowly. And he was way off the racing line too. I don't know what he was doing, but at the end of the day, Mick is behind him and he has to avoid mm-hmm. the contact, but they did do a cool little like synchronized pirouette <laughs> together. I like that. That was, it did. that was visually satisfying. It, it was, they did a replay a couple of times and even the present uh, sky sports was like, Oh wow. That is, <laughs> that's something there. Um, so yeah, like just not that exciting. Yeah, other than that, not much going on. Yeah. To be honest, I had a hard time staying awake in the beginning of it, but um, there was some excitement. And there is excitement coming now with this new group of drivers mm-hmm. we have coming into Formula One for next year. And I know there's one specifically you want to talk about. How yes. excited are you? An American is back in Formula yes. One. And it, it all came down to the last F2 race. Yes. You know, there was a lot of pressure on Logan's on Logan's shoulders. He had to he had to finish, I think, top five in the standings. Um, there was a scenario where he could finish six and somehow get super licensed. It was confusing but anyway um there was a lot of pressure he it was a tight race between like third and tenth Mm. in in the f2 standings um he ended up so he started the weekend in third he did drop one place um his teammate liam lawson passed him in points by one or two but um fourth place was enough to secure him um a a full-time f1 seat with williams next year so we have an American back in F1. We do. It's yeah. really, really exciting. Also, I was thinking about this. When have we ever seen this situation come up with an F1 team where it's like contingent? Mm-hmm. Um, they they like pre-announced that Logan would be their yep. driver next year if in fact he was able to get enough points. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've seen that happen. So I think this actually happened with Yugi. Where okay. where in F2, it was kind of um, up in the air. They I guess AlphaTauri had made it known they wanted him to be the driver and he needed to get a certain amount of points. Um, and I think it was close, but we weren't following F2 then. So, right. you know, it, I'd have to look that up again. But, you know, think about the pressure on on Logan's shoulders. Oh, my God. You know, thinking, OK, this last race, if I double DNF in the sprint and the feature and everyone else scores points, I mean, I could 
I could lose an F1 seat on the last race. Yeah. Talk about having to really overcome the mental side of things uh, when you're doing that. And like, these guys are young. They are so young. Logan's 21. Yeah. So I can't imagine. And I know he said in a couple of interviews, I'm just going into this. Like Mm -hmm. it's any other race. I'm not thinking about it, but you know, in the back of his mind, it was there. Well, I think he performed well in the sprint race. He locked up. Well, first off he qualified well, and he qualified P5. Um, but in the sprint race, he locked up early on, um, and he had Jack doing on his heels the entire race with a, with a flat spot in front tire. Yeah. Um, and Jack is right behind him in the standings. Wow. So, you know, Logan is thinking like, if I let him pass, you know, there goes, there goes my lead in, in the, right. in the F2 standings. And he held him off the entire race with a flat, sp- flat spotted front tire. Yeah. I thought it was really impressive. And, you know, obviously the big points come in the feature race, but that made me confident that he was he was going to kind of uh, lock it up and and he did. Yeah. And now we have uh, an American back in F1. So I'm excited. Very exciting. I'm sure Williams is excited to sell all of the merchandise that they possibly can at the three. I'll be buying a Williams hat. That's for sure. <laughs> at the three US based Grand Prix yep. we'll have next year. So yep. they are definitely going to reel in the cash on that side of things. Perfect timing. Yeah. Some two other newer faces we're looking forward to seeing in F1, which I feel like for these two, it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. People have just mm-hmm. been waiting for yes. when this is going to happen. So um, Oscar Piastri, obviously yeah. we talked a lot about this year. There's a lot of drama, <laughs> a lot of pee being spilt around this driver, uh, but he will be taking and replacing Jan Ricardo at McLaren next year. Mm-hmm. What do you think the dynamic's going to be like between Oscar and Lando? I'm really interested to see it because... Lando has dragged that car way further ahead than it should be anywhere oh, in the standings. Absolutely. I mean, that that it's not a great car. Mm-hmm. And he is such a great driver that that car is still, I think he's the only podium finish outside of um, the big three teams. Yeah. So sure. that car shouldn't be in a podium spot. And he put it there. But uh, Piastri is a generational talent. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it. F3, F4, F3, F2 winners in successive years. Yeah. And the only people to have done that recently are George and Charles. He has been so hyped for sure. Everybody knows how good of a driver he is. I expect it takes him a bit to get up to Lando's level. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe he never reaches Lando's level because Lando is such a good driver. Yeah. But, but it could be interesting. If he is all that he's hyped up to be, Lando has that number one seat right now obviously i mean he, you know danny rick was nowhere near him but if piastri can show up well early it'll be really interesting to see how zach handles because we know that zach likes to kind of tease um <laughs> he likes did to it with, dangle the carrot exactly. he did it with pato he did it with oscar he did it with colton mm-hmm. you know so I, it'll be really interesting if, if oscar's like his shiny new toy and, yeah. and I can't imagine them putting Lando out like, you know, in this it's saying, oh, you're the second driver. He's uh, too good. Yeah, I don't think to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Lando's going to look forward to having a little bit of competition, yeah. especially this year. He just let's be real. He hasn't had competition no, at all his with his teammate. Yeah. So I think if anything, it's going to see Lando up his game even more. Mm-hmm. I think he's been so overlooked this year just because of how bad that car has been, but he has really been driving at like 
the top of his game yeah phenomenal and i think just having oscar there will push him a little more and i think this is like an opportunity for him to really step into that leadership role in the team Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i think he's you know he's been their number one driver for a couple years now but i think because of his age he's never really been looked at as a leader right i think with the year he had mm-hmm. this year and having a younger driver underneath him now, he can really step into that kind of like team leader role. And let's, he's invested a lot in McLaren. He's, he's there mm-hmm. for the long haul. Mm-hmm. He's made that very clear with his contract signing. So I Did think he turned down, there was news that he like turned down a Mercedes contract or something no, like that, or I total guess, approached him. I and... think it was Red Bull. Okay. I think uh, Christian Horner said they've always kind of had. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. These drivers are always putting feelers out sure. to other teams all the time. Uh, it says a lot because the the Red Bull is the best car yeah. on the track. So for him to turn that down, he has faith in McLaren. Yeah, I think I think he's in there for the long haul. So that'll be interesting. Also mm-hmm. seeing Nick DeVries come in to AlphaTauri. Nick DeVries, he looks so young, but he is not. Mm-hmm. I think he's 27 years old, yeah. but he literally has the face of a newborn child. Um, so I was shocked to learn. But this, I think, is really exciting because we're finally seeing. Um, so if you don't know, Nick DeVries races in the um, Formula E. Thank you. The Formula E. I wanted to say ESIM, not ESIM. <laughs> Formula E racing, which is basically electric racing mm-hmm. um type of spec form not formula one cars but mm-hmm. you know it's open wheel same situation type of deal single seater racing um and this is the first driver first full-time driver we're seeing come from that um type of racing mm-hmm. into formula one i think this is a big um pat on the back for formula one yeah. they've been trying to create other avenues for drivers to make it into mm-hmm. formula one mm-hmm. and we're seeing that come to fruition with nick what are you most excited to see about nick coming in so we kind of got a glimpse this year of what he could yeah. look like as a formula one driver and, and granted he drove against latifi so right you know, <laughs> he I mean, williams though i know and, and he drove it in the points into points and he's a good driver he won f2 and this was not ages ago but it's a long time ago yeah. like you said and, and I've harped on this before. Part of the issue is there's just not enough seats for talented drivers. Mm-hmm. But to your point, it's very cool to see Nick succeed in Formula E um, to the point where he stuck around in the F1 paddock. Yeah. You know, he was a reserve driver. He, you know, when he had his opportunity, he stepped up and scored points in the Williams. And mm-hmm. I think teams were like, this kid's way too good to to not give a seat. Right. right? You know, there's. There's tons of other young kids in F2 right now that, you know, could be considered like Drogovic is a reserve driver now and Taya Porcher for the longest time, people have been hyping him up, Mm -hmm. but it's good to see that someone who's a little bit more seasoned who put in their time at F2, but then, you know, kind of found another route, um, worked hard at that, had an opportunity in F1, took advantage of it. And now he has earned himself the seat. He, he deserves the seat Yeah, and it'll be really, and the Alpha Tower is not a bad car. This year they had a rough year. But I mean, it is Red Bull based, so it, it's a decent car. Yeah, they and just had bad luck. I think there was just a I lot agree. of bad luck. I agree. For that team. And, and I think, you know, Yuki had a very on and off year. Mm-hmm. It'll be really interesting to see if he can outshine Yuki. This could be Yuki's last year yeah. coming up. Do you think if Nick DeVries didn't have that opportunity to drive in that Williams and he perform, wouldn't have, he wouldn't have a job? You don't think he would? I, I'm sure he wouldn't have enough yeah. job. I think he'd still be driving. Driving. I agree. Lead. I agree. I think that really cemented yeah. a lot of the hype surrounding yeah. him, um, and especially taking let's be real, a pretty crap car and putting mm-hmm. it in the points. Mm-hmm. And literally, he was driving another car earlier that day. He mm-hmm. he had no preparation time at all, and he was able to pull it into the points like. 
And that helped Williams season out actually quite a bit this mm-hmm. year as well. So I, I agree. I think without that drive, I don't think we would have seen him in a formula. You're right. Car. You're right. And it'd be interesting to think, you know, maybe Schumacher's in the Alpha Tower seat then, mm-hmm. but now Schumacher's out of a job. Yeah. We'll get to that. Don't jump ahead. <laughs> We've got one more. Not a new face. Not a new face. <laughs> but Nico Hulkenberg is coming back. Like mm. the man doesn't die. Mm-hmm. He literally doesn't leave Formula One. He's kind of like that clingy ex <laughs> that just doesn't leave. Um Gunter said he's been calling him nonstop. I know. So. And I I am so conflicted with this decision. And I'll I'll explain my reasoning. One I think Mick is a talented driver. I just think he needs more time to develop. Okay. There's my, mm-hmm. there's my point on Mick, but I see Haas's situation where they, they might not have that time to give him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But when I was, I was quite surprised that they went to Nico Hulkenberg because one historically him and Kevin Magnuson have just not gotten along. Mm-hmm. I know Gunter has said Mm-hmm. They are, they're grownups now. <laughs> they're past that. They're mm-hmm. adults. They can work together. They have both promised me that there won't be issues. Mm-hmm. But when things get heated, <laughs> I think we might see more of that come back. But two, I think Nico Hulkenberg has had plenty of opportunity to prove himself over the years when, especially when he had an F1 seat and he has not been able to produce what people think he's Mm -hmm. capable of. Mm -hmm. That's why when Haas announced this, I was like, I feel like there were other options out there that could have been better for you. What did you think when this news was announced? I think this move was based purely on development of the car. Okay. Um, I think that Nico has a ton of experience developing cars. Mm -hmm. He worked with Aston Martin after he was out out of an F1 seat on their car. Um, He has how many years of F1 experience, even if he wasn't successful, right? Know, he still has that experience. Mm-hmm. He's a smart guy. Um, we know that Danny Rick can't develop a car. That's pretty well known about him. Yeah, that's very we, true. Mick is young. He probably, you know, isn't as fine-tuned to developing a car as Nico is. And I just didn't see any other options out there. Um, if if their goal is to develop the car. Mm-hmm. I think Mick is a good driver, and I think it's probably true that Mick is a better driver than Nico, mm-hmm. but Haas doesn't have time to develop a driver. Yeah. Right? I mean, if they keep finishing ninth, 10th, they're not going to get a lot of prize money. It's going to be hard to develop their car. Right. We know funding's been an issue ever since Mazepin left, you know, and, yeah. and they lost that big sponsorship in Eurocali. But to me, this is purely about getting the best out of their their few, you know, their their financial woes mm-hmm. with a driver who can develop a car successfully. And I think Nico has shown that he can do that, mm-hmm. even if he's choked and hasn't scored a podium. And yes, everybody loves to make those jokes. But I think I personally believe that this was the right move because I also I don't think Mick is that good of a driver. I think okay. I think. I like Mick a lot, mm-hmm. but I do think that he got his seat because of his last name and less so because of his talent. And I know people say, but he won F2. He barely won F2. Um, and yeah. and there, there are just better drivers out there. Nick DeVries is a better driver, you know, and, and thank God he's got a seat now. But I, I do think like guys like Colton Herta, um, you know, some of the guys that jumped from uh, F1 or F2 to IndyCar, mm-hmm. like uh, Callum Eilat, um Robert Schwartzman's a phenomenal driver too, and he's kind of stuck. So there, there's a lot of good drivers out there that that I think 
are better than Mick. And if their goal was to go for a young driver, they could have picked, you know, any one of those, but again, development is king for a team that's at the bottom of the standing. So that's yeah. why they went with Nico. Yeah. I think with going with the experienced driver very much said exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah. And I know actually Gunter was on a, the behind the grid podcast, no beyond the grid. Sorry. It's an F1 podcast. And he was explaining like, they just like, just what you kind of said, it seems like they just don't have the time. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, they've been at the bottom of the totem pole for mm-hmm. a while now. So they need to start showing some results and quickly mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? Maybe Nico will rise from the ashes. Maybe we'll see him finally get that podium that he's so. always wanted. He's, he's a likable guy. And quickly on the the Hulkenberg Magnuson thing, I heard Gunter say in an interview, and I thought it was a really good point that both of these guys have lost an F one seat and right. have come back. Mm-hmm. And he said that that destroys your ego. So hmm. go, going back in, you're just grateful that you have an F one seat. So I'm sure there will be you know, on track fights between them and they might be on the radio swearing at one another. All teammates do this, right? Yes. But yeah. I I don't think we're going to have anything like, you know, the the famous the suck old. my, you know, yeah. Yeah, that I, I don't think, yes. Then I, I don't think that that'll be an issue. I'm not concerned at all about that. Haas is just like this team of like hot takes <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to quotes from that team. And we're just going to yeah. add that one to the mix. Gunter's the king. Yeah. So excited to see all of those uh, new slash coming back faces next year. <laughs> just like internal F1 C team swaps. We've got Pierre going to Alpine. Really excited to see what he's yes. going to do there. Absolutely. Um, we've got an all French team with an all French driver mm-hmm. lineup, which mm-hmm. hasn't happened in a really long time for mm-hmm. any team. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a Fernando Alonso going to Aston Martin. Very curious to see how that relationship is yeah. going to work out. And I'm sure for him right now, it, it looks great with dollar signs everywhere, but <laughs> I would love to see now Lauren Strolls put himself in a position between someone who is not afraid to blow things up when he's unhappy yes. and his son. Yes. No, you're <laughs> right. And, and, we were talking about this before before we started recording. Alpha or sorry, Aston Martin lost the sixth place spot to Alfa Romeo. Yeah, and the they, there was in the constructors. There's no reason that they should be finishing below Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. And a, I think it's a testament to how well Valtteri did this year. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of you know rough races and bad luck, but otherwise, I thought he was a he did very well at Alfa Romeo. But with the money and the resources, the the driving capability that Aston Martin had, I how did they not finish above Alfa Romeo? Yeah. And Fernando's jumping into that team. Like you said, we know he'll blow teams up. I mean, look what he did with McLaren, you know, bribing uh, people <laughs> yeah. across the... Look what he's done with every team. Yeah. Every team yeah. he's left, it's never really right. been like this, this peaceful leaving. How is he going to accept that the owner's son is his teammate right he can't be number one if the owner's son is his teammate i just just yeah you're very true but i'm curious to see if lawrence is going to pick talent over blood i I, don't think so then let's be real let's give lance some credit he has had a great season this year he drove great this year he's he still makes those stupid little mistakes on track and but he has these redeeming moments and i know a lot of people have said this like yes he's obviously there because of his dad and the money but he's also proven himself from time to time he's not just complete trash um so it will be interesting he outperformed sebastian vettel this year consistently yeah um, so it'll be interesting to see just how that all plays out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, um, we'll have to have like our own, like 
Aston Martin drama segment. Well, next. I'll bet you Drive to Survive is just going to be oh sitting in the Aston Martin, you know, Frothing. garage. Just exactly. <laughs> content, content. So excited. So mm-hmm. excited. All right. Well, we've mentioned who's coming in. We've mentioned who's staying, just switching teams. Let's talk about who's leaving. Mm-hmm. We'll leave the best for last. But we meant, <laughs> you mentioned this a little earlier. Mick Schumacher is not returning for the 2023 season with his team or any other team. Mm-hmm. There are rumors that he might be a reserve driver for Mercedes, which I think would make make sense. He's mm-hmm. got his family, his history there. And let's be real. If you do want to try to get a seat next year, you need to try and stay in Formula yes. One in some way, shape or form. Yes. Um. So that's sad. I do think he deserves another chance. I think he's got more in him, and we saw that this year a little bit. I just think he needs to be like paired up with a team that's willing to mm-hmm. develop him mm-hmm. and invest the time and effort. And I think we could see great things from him in the future. But who that team will be, that is yet yeah, to be decided. In my opinion, the only way I think he he should have a seat in F1 again is if we do gain an, an 11th team mm-hmm. and we can add two more drivers. Then I think it's worth considering his name but i don't think he's in the top 20 of drivers okay um you know i every year there's new young kids coming up through f3 and f2 who are impressing isaac hadjar and f3 i think he's going to do well in f2 this year zane maloney was unbelievable at the end of the year i just don't think you have to be sticking around taking advantage of your opportunities like nick DeVries did in Mm. order to be one of those people who sit out buy their time and get in yeah it's just so rare i i don't think we'll see it with mick i think he's had his chance and i think he's done i know you say that but two of the drivers that we'll see next year have done exactly what you said That's a good point. That's <laughs> um a good point. for quite a while so you never know what'll happen i saw something on the internet <laughs> okay <laughs> this would be like dream scenario but we all know audi is entering the sport mm-hmm. um and alfa romeo will become the Audi F1 team. Um, what if it was a Sebastian Vettel return <laughs> and a Mick Schumacher? <laughs> like, oh my God, I think everyone would just weep. <laughs> like, that would be so cool. Obviously, it's like conspiracy theory. Um, but I just saw that and I had to mention it. I would be interested if Al or sorry, if Audi does something like what Mercedes or Ferrari does is have a sister team. So mm. there would be like an Audi F1 team and an Alfa Romeo because they're teaming up with Alfa, Alfa Romeo, right? So they're, Audi. well, they're teaming up with Sauber. Like Alfa Romeo Sauber. is leaving um, and Audi's kind right. of taking over that. It'd be, it'd be really interesting if there was like an Audi team and then the feeder team. Kind of like how Red Bull does. Exactly, with Red Bull and Alfa mm. Tauri. That would be great because I think we need more teams, A. I know Toto will fight that to the death, yeah. but I think we need more teams. Makes for more interesting racing. Um we need we have so many talented drivers. We talk about this all the time. They right. need to be in F1. Um, I, I would be really interested to see that. But also it would be cool if a German team like Audi brings in two Germans, yeah, Nick and and Seb. And like and, the dynamic duo that those two are exactly. and how loved they are, like from a marketing standpoint, oh genius. Money. It would be so money. cool. Yeah. But another person that was leaving that unfortunately I don't think we're going to see come back yeah. is Daniel Ricardo. He is, and it has been confirmed. He has signed with Red Bull as a, a reserve yeah, driver, driver slash show yeah. pony <laughs> show bull. I guess you could say for them. I just think this is the end of Danny Rick's career. Mm-hmm. I, especially with him teaming up with Red Bull. Like I there's, I don't think there's a path for him to enter through that no, team no. or even the sister team. It wouldn't make any sense. Mm-mm. Um, nope, I but think, yeah, it's I, sad. I, I, it is sad, 
but it's time. You know, I, I think he's shown that for as old as he is, not saying he's old, but he's been around a while and he still can't develop a car. I think that's a huge yeah. problem for teams. Especially nowadays with how the cars yes, are, you have exactly. to be able to do that exactly. as a driver. And and everybody knows how much he struggled this year. It was really great to see him win last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe he gets a chance if, you know, next year Checo is terrible for some reason mm-hmm. and they decide to get rid of him and, and bring Daniel up or, or if Max or Checo gets sick and, and he, Daniel gets to jump in. I think that's probably the only scenario where we see Danny Rick back in an yeah. F1 car. Other than that, he'll probably just kind of fizzle out yeah it was sad to see him go i will say his leaving did prompt me to purchase a very expensive t-shirt from his newly dropped enchante line um so i did snag one of those as like a souvenir still waiting for it um but yeah and last but not least the man the myth the legend Sebastian Vettel's retirement. This, mm-hmm. th- I feel like this emotionally hit me harder than mm-hmm. I thought it would. Watching him at the end of the race, do the donuts, speak mm-hmm. to the team, um, seeing him with his dad all mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, I think it speaks volumes for yes. Seb and who he is as a person. Everybody did, all all the drivers almost, did some mm-hmm. sort of tribute in some way, shape, or form to him, whether that was on their car, their helmet, or something personal they did. Um, but, like, the track run they did with not just people from F1 teams, people from Formula One, the media, mm-hmm. like, everyone just loves him, and you could see that. And there was so much love this weekend for him, and yeah. it made me really happy that they kind of, like, sent him out mm-hmm. like that. The looming question I have to ask you, do you think he will be able to stay away? <laughs> Do you think we will see him return? It's tough. I don't know. Um, he he didn't seem to discount it when when asked. Um, I think having a family definitely affects your decision, mm-hmm. and, and I know you know that will probably deter him the most. Of you know, I'm sure he's going to want to race, and he's an incredible race race car driver, and even and an even better person. Clearly, yeah. Um, everybody loves him, but. I, I don't I don't think we'll see him again, but I at least in an F1 car, but I would be shocked if he's not involved mm-hmm. with the F1 in some some way. He's so intelligent, so well spoken. He understands racing well. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the FIA hires him to Yeah, or know, a team, like yeah. almost like a Nicky Lauda type yeah, of situation. Exactly. exactly. I and and I think everybody would be a fan of that because yeah. to have him around the paddock is just a positive for everybody yeah um it, it was sad to see him go um you know the fact that he's a four-time world champion at one point it looked like he could have put himself in into the you know best of all time with that red bull car um it is kind of sad that since then he hasn't had a ton of ex- a ton of success right he did okay at ferrari mm-hmm. um but uh yeah you just kind of wish that he had kind of continued success through his career but I think every F1 fan hopes to see Seb around the paddock. Oh, I hope so too. And I think when you look at his career, like from when he started to where he is now, he you really see this almost like true elo- like evolution of a dri- racing driver. Mm-hmm. Come in, you're young, like a, like eyes, whatever you call it, guns a blazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're you're rough and tumble. You're not afraid to get in there and elbows out and be a little cocky. And mm-hmm. and then he kind of turned into this like 
person that was known as an aggressive mm-hmm. person and also just maybe a little bit of a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as he got older with experience, you saw him kind of just like mature, mature and mellow out mm-hmm. into this like really amazing race car driver, but also human at the mm-hmm. end. And mm-hmm. I think that was really special for a lot of people to witness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think a lot of people can even say this now, like people who weren't big fans of him years ago mm-hmm. are fans of him now. Yeah, so You can't not be a fan of Seb, just as mm-hmm. good of a, a man as he is. Yes. I think that is what I gathered from this last weekend in racing is that there, there was just an insane amount of stories of, you know, Seb did this for me, Seb did that for me. Like, that's just kind of the guy that he is. Yeah. So as good of a driver as he was, he was an even better human, which says a lot. Yeah, it definitely does. And he will be sorely missed. And I was also just happy to see he had like a decent weekend this weekend if there were i was like crossing my fingers please just let sebastian metal have a good weekend Mm -hmm. he had a great qualifying he had a got in the points in the race and i i don't think he could ask for anything better i know he was still like complaining on the radio like with this strategy it doesn't work like i was like oh my god he's even fighting Mm -hmm. till the very end Mm -hmm. um but yeah he will be missed for sure um, and I feel like we need to do like some like you know the song that's like some sub tribute video, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some sort of sub tribute video. Q sub sub tribute video. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll be missed for sure. Anything else about this weekend you no. think worth mentioning? No, I'm I'm excited for next year. A lot of young talent, obviously American driver, three American races. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see the Vegas race. Um, I'm excited to see the spectacle of it. Maybe I don't, I don't know if the track's going to produce that much yeah, racing, but excited right. to see it's it. The spectacle, that's yeah, good. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I'm also excited for F3 and F2 next year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good young drivers still waiting to hear if Jamie Chadwick can get an F3 seat, which is insane to me. But yeah, whatever. Um, F2 seats are pretty much all filled up now. There's a lot of good young talent. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, next year at Pierre at Alpine, that's going to be awesome to see. Yes. Um, you know, we talked about the Netflix is probably going to be buried in Aston Martin's garage from all the drama. <laughs> I'm excited to see how Nico can do stepping up and developing the car. You know, Haas had a a fluke uh, podium, you right. know, or not podium, sorry, a pole position. You know, it'd be great to see some more of that next year. Um, and then also, I think the big stories to see how Mercedes is going to respond because having a third best car that hasn't happened since they started, which, you know, 2009 or whenever that was. So, so I'm, I'm excited to see a, a Toto Wolf that's determined and angry. Mm -hmm. And like you said, they're putting that car in the, in the front of the building to remind everybody, like, this is a hard sport. We've been dominant for so long, but like this car was not a good car. We need to, we need need to to do better. It'll yeah. be really awesome to see, and especially that lineup of George and Lewis. Oh, man, I, I'm just really excited for next year. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see, too, this is the first year with these cars, what these teams are going to do in the mm-hmm. offseason to develop them, what they've learned from this year that they're going to take into next mm-hmm. year. So exciting stuff uh, to see. But, yeah, I mean, we are not going away mm-hmm. for sure. We will con- During the offseason, I feel like everyone thinks it's like, 
boring, but I feel like there's a lot going on. Oh, so yeah. we are not going away. We're actually going to be bringing you a couple of really cool segments um, that we think could be great use to you, whether you're a beginner in the sport or whether you've been watching for years and years and years. We're also going to have a couple of really awesome guests over the mm -hmm. break. So really excited to bring those people on. And if there's anything you want to hear from us from the podcast, Make sure you can follow us on all of our social media at Mr. and Mrs. F1 Pod. Feel free to DM us, drop us a message, and we'd love to hear from you. And as always, make sure to follow us there. Um, most of our podcasts now you can watch on YouTube. So if you're listening to this, thank you so much. And if you're watching it and listening, thank you. Thank you again. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. We appreciate all of your support. Um, I know a couple of our friends have all come up to us and expressed how much they love the show. And um, it always makes me really happy when people <laughs> seem to be enjoying it. Um, so yeah, make sure to do that. And as always, subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling extra generous and what would help us out a lot is if you leave a review, whether you want to just leave us a couple of five stars, maybe if you're feeling generous mm -hmm. or a written review too, that would be great. All right, Mr. F1. All right. That's a wrap for 2022. That's a wrap for 2022 season. We're bringing you more off-season content. Mm -hmm. But until then, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.